Okay, everyone, good morning. Very, very warm welcome to today's uh, pre-market trade live, um, which is your opportunity, of course, to be as prepared as you can for today's trading opportunities. Now, apologies for yesterday's, um, just uh, unfortunately, I was, I was unwell yesterday and uh, just couldn't, wasn't able for some live broadcasting. So I really do apologize about that. There was, unfortunately, a couple of decent opportunities uh, to, to, to try and capitalize on. So we're going to have a good look at these markets now today. Um, we want to explain kind of the context for this type of euphoria because there is inherent um, problems with it, let's say. Um, it's very much green light from, from central banks. Inflation is has been dealt with and there is this expectation for these central banks to start lowering rates next. Um, so that's the the essence of the euphoria that that these markets are currently uh, trading which we, we spoke about a very important pivot point i think over a week ago um so we want to just highlight that 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 scenario because fundamentally technically and sentiment wise there was a big shift last week and uh, we're trying to get involved in it um we're still in a couple of profitable trades um so let's get into this trade then uh, let's get into these markets and we'll see what where the best opportunities perhaps lie. Um, we'll do all our analysis in the next sort of 10, 15 minutes, and then we'll post, of course, our uh, trade plan into the chat box so you can take that away with you. Um, okay, so all profitable traders need to consider which markets to trade, of course. Um, where do we then enter these markets? Exit, um, entry and ex exits, very important. Um, that's your trading strategy, effectively. And we also need to consider risk, trade management, and psychology are all important. Fit features there's a lot of education on each of these topics in your members area and we address these considerations every day in our live trade rooms so we've got that practical application which is important and we're strong markets are being consistent in our approach accurate with the levels we use disciplined with our capital and of course be patient as well okay then so let's get into uh, potential market moving news so we've got a week of um i suppose these markets are still pretty much trading off um the central bank news over the last couple of weeks and inflation numbers last week there's still this air of positivity around that whole kind of context we're going to draw your attention to where the problems might lie um but we need to see certain conditions for that to become a, a viable problem if we look at bond yields we get a bit of a heads up that we we now have a situation where um in fact yield inversion let, let's have a look at the two year this is the two-year treasury note and this is the the 10-year so we've basically got a 60 basis point differential now um between the two and the 10-year and that had decreased quite considerably to i think around 30. Um, but now we've 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 doubled the inversion, the difference between the two and the ten-year, and th that suggests to us that we should be a little bit concerned about this recession coming down the line. However, there is a caveat: we need the conditions for a recession to start. Well, all the economic numbers to start um, coming in negative. We need unemployment to start rising. A little bit more significantly than what we've seen because apart from that we're in a we're in this i think we we 
a number of people have referred to this Goldilocks phase where wages are high, inflation is coming down, uh, central banks are stopping raising rates and, and now it seems like the market is now expectation rates to start coming down. So we're in a kind of a good position. Uh, corporate earnings are, although there's a few areas of, of concern, um, broadly positive over the last couple of quarters. Because as you know, that, and something we've been talking about for quite a while, there's there's a number of people out there that are sort of talking about, um, you know, a recession, and they have done for the last couple of years. So it, it's it's it looks as if it's further and further down the line. But as soon as the economic numbers start to change, this whole dynamic is going to start shifting quite considerably. So um, U.S. yield inversion is still um, a, a significant concern. And it does suggest that there is still the potential for some recessionary forces uh, coming down the line. Um, from a news-driven perspective today, we've got Canadian dollar inflation numbers. We're not expecting huge improvement. In fact, month-on-month -month headline inflation looks like it's going to come in just a little bit higher. So... I think it's fair to say we're not seeing, we've seen these inflation numbers come down considerably, but we're not seeing um, them come back to, to target really uh, in, in certain jurisdictions. And tonight we, we will have the FOMC meeting minutes. So that may, one of the statements from Jerome Powell last month, or, or the FOMC meeting, I think about three weeks ago now, um, two and a half, three weeks was the fact that they haven't even been talking about rate cuts. So we'll see what the what the discussions did involve at that point. Um, and we've got some important numbers tomorrow. We're going to be getting unemployment claims, um, consumer sentiment numbers. We'll see where that comes in, how, how we want to see how consumers are holding up. It looks on the surface as things, everything is pretty good. Retail sales are coming in lower than expected, but not perhaps as low as as, as the numbers would suggest. So it's 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 getting worse, but it's not by any means bad, if that makes sense. And then Thursday and Friday, we just got a series of um, uh, manufacturing and services numbers. It's a bank holiday uh, in Japan and also in the US, so very likely to get a bit of a quiet day. Um, for Thanksgiving on Thursday, and uh, then it's uh, Black Friday, isn't it? Manufacturing services numbers out of the US. So, unfortunately, we've got this week is probably stacked at the beginning of this week, and we have unfortunately we had some of the moves that we were talking about yesterday kick in, um, which is a bit of a shame uh, not not to be on them. Um, so, what we were talking about was. If I just bring up the pen, there was an important pivot point where the dynamics were, were looking like they were beginning to shift, but we weren't really sure to any great extent. And then we started to see this market move with real purpose. So just track this for a second, just so that we can kind of explain it for you. So, um, so we had these markets broadly in this little bearish trap. Um, so this downward momentum prevailed 
and uh, we reached this low. So at that point, um, you know, there was, we were very sort of 50-50 as to whether the Fed may look to increase rates further or, or whether they'll, you know, if they do what they said and uh, with the with the dot plot for the FOMC coming in with one more small rate hike, um, it was, it was unfortunately, it was a 50-50 call at that point. But then something significant happened. We had a bit of a, a corrective move bouncing off the monthly low and these markets pulled back into, it was quite um, a significant pullback. But we're still unsure at this point. And then these markets sort of drifted sideways up at these points. But this was the important level. This was the, the sort of the game changer. And it was the 4,400. And below the 4,400, you've got all the moving averages. This is on the daily time frame as well. So we had the 100 period, 250. Um, and prices start to get above and then this is just sort of going back this this candlestick was the game changer this is when we started to shift our, our whole bias from potentially looking for further downside which is what we were doing at that point we were looking for extension then our, our analysis shifted quite significantly and at that point onwards we were just looking for some buying opportunities and you can see these markets have, have you know have rallied really quite significantly but that 4400 is really really important and unfortunately yesterday we did get that little rally that we were talking about those of you that were able to to join us and this sort of pivot you can see across most markets and um it gave a green light as well for this dollar weakness trade again some of the move had already begun but once you get the confirmation this is what reading charts can do it can it can give you this um, this kind of heads up really. Um, so, what's our bias? It, it, it's it's still to the upside uh, for now. We don't really have an awful lot to change that bias. You can see the, the strong rally. Um, now we will be getting this is uh, we will be getting Nvidia, which could be. Uh, they let their CEO, they sacked their CEO for reasons that seem to be unknown right now. So our bias is for further upside across the equities. We're going to go down and drill into these markets in a little bit more detail uh, during our trading session. But our bias is still um, to the upside. Yes, we might get a little bit of a corrective move, but that would only give us an opportunity to start buying at lower prices. So we can, um, we can bear that in mind. Yeah, the DAX, strong rally in the DAX, running up to important resistance levels if we just zoom out. Um, the DAX became, I suppose, a an object of our attention really in this little period in here. And then when we started to pull back and start to rally, it, it's kind of rolling back into um, resistance that we've been in for a long, long time. Uh, and really didn't really want to get into to any great extent. There was just better opportunities elsewhere, really. Okay, and um, just concluding the indices, we've got Nikkei. Again, good, strong rally. It's a little bit up and down in places like yesterday. We finished a little bit bearish, but um, it looks like we could probably get a corrective move. But the, the overall bias for now is still very much to the upside across these equity markets. And with all this going on um, over the last few weeks, Bitcoin is, uh, we're up at elevated levels, but we're pretty much quite choppy from 
sort of 38,000 down to 35,000. So uh, a $3 range, $3,000 range, should I say. So a bias very much for the indices is, is, is upside. We, it looks like we're getting a little bit of a pullback. We'll see if there's more opportunity in there. And then looking at the commodity markets, so structurally, we want to be looking for buying opportunities uh, in, in oil. Um, we're down at these lower levels. It does represent decent value around sort of 72, 73, 74, 75 dollars. It does represent good value. Um, there's a, there seems to be a bit of a shift in supply and demand dynamics. And we're just questioning as we roll into the winter months, if that shift will sort of maintain itself um, to any great extent. And if so, there's probably a decent opportunity uh, for some further upside. We just need to sort of bide our time with the trade. Um, yeah, last yesterday as well was a, a bit of a short-term rally, but you've always got this 200-period moving average. So will we sort of roll over a little bit? And then if we start to accelerate to the upside, then there's a strong structural failure trade, which would be, um, a decent high probability angle to the trade, which we probably should consider. So again, our bias for gold is to the upside. It now looks like as if there's a little short-term structural failure trade. It's above the 1994. No reason why we wouldn't get further upside. So 19... 94 for gold. We'll take a look at that. US indices higher. And we can categorize. So look, this is a bit of an interesting rollover to the downside uh, for the yen. Um, and you've seen it across the, we were trying to sell the dollar yen two weeks ago and it snapped back and made new, new highs, only short term highs. But look at the rollover. This is what we were anticipating two weeks ago, this, this strong move. And again, it's really due to um, dollar, dollar weakness and the fact that this market was above the 150 level. So, um, and then unfortunately, we just got stopped out up at these highs, which is just a bit of a shame because we got stopped out at the euro dollar um, at these lows as well. So we've missed out. So we're able to get into two decent trades, two dollar weakness trades with the pound dollar. So this is these are the markets that we are in. Um, so we're in this little upside move that we, we've we've seen in the pound uh, with no stop, no take profit to the upside. We've got a stop loss in place, of course, and the dollar Swiss. We got close to taking profits twice now, yesterday and today. We still expect further downside, but we'll um, we just monitor these prices down at these lows. And the the third market that we were in was the euro dollar um, on this little breakout to the upside, and we just got we just got touched out. I think it was this little pullback here, which was um, a bit difficult to take because it, it, it we've had a strong rally, like we've seen in the pound dollar as well in the euro dollar. We're still up at these highs, so a couple of good winners and a couple of markets sort of pretty close to really decent um, winners in, in in the dollar yen and also the euro yen. And there is opportunities to uh, to perhaps look at 
um, some other dollar strength. Probably not best to focus on the dollar CAD as you can see the price action is a bit. We've got lower highs and uh, and higher lows. So there's this narrowing of price action. So it is about trade selection. The Aussie dollar, we, we've come out of this little downside move. We've consolidated for prolonged periods and now we're seeing structural failure trades to the upside. Again, yesterday was a good opportunity to, to pull the trigger on some of these trades. New Zealand dollar, we're just about at these levels again, a series of structural failure trades to the upside. We're now breaking out. We're now technically at the, the, the 200 period moving average. So we do like that dollar weakness story. There's no reason why that won't continue short term. Euro pounds run into a lot of these resistance levels up at these monthly highs. So we'll see what happens from here. So really it's, it's and there's that yen trade. Um, before we're back to, to gold. Okay, so our trade plan guys, because we're gonna switch rooms now to our live trade room. So yesterday, um, uh, we were able to post our trade plan. We were very much looking for the US dollar to continue its weakness and we were looking for um, the, the U.S. indices to um, to continue to to strengthen, and that's that's pretty much what happened. Um, so we've got more risk-on conditions today. Risk-on market conditions. It's just broadly more risk on. Um, so we just go further, further indice strength. Further uh, dollar weakness. Let's change this to weakness. We can take away the R. There's no R in 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 today in with this trade plan, and we'll stick in gold in here as well. The 1994 level, 1994. Okay, so this is our trade plan. It's quite simple. It's going with yesterday's kind of risk-on move, where we're expecting further continuation. Doesn't mean we can't allow these markets to pull back before we start buying at slightly lower prices. But we're looking for further indice strength. We're looking for further dollar weakness. And potentially there's a buy trade currently setting up on a structural failure trade above the 1994 level. Okay. So look, I do apologize for yesterday's inconvenience. It was a bit of bit of bad timing, really. And it was uh, just it seems to be a three-day kind of bug, which just completely wiped me out. Um, luckily, it was nothing COVID-related. So that was my initial concern. So thanks for bearing with us, guys. Look, so on that note, that's going to be our trade plan. Um, something that's not for discussion right now, but is, is the fact that the narrative is very much focused on central bank narratives regarding, you know, sort of dovish views to uh, interest rates, um, potential for rate rates to start pivoting, rolling over to the downside. It's kind of risk on indices higher, dollar lower. Um, bond yields are dropping, but the 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 um, the inversion is increasing and all that's suggesting and, and, and we, we've also got a bit of a positive look as well in terms of commodities higher. Um, the big concern that's coming down the tracks is, is recession. 
and it's 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 debt as well it's government debt but the recession side of things we're going to be monitoring the uh the data very very carefully like i said this isn't necessarily a short-term move but we want to see this thing coming down the line and we'll see it through the economic numbers so let's uh let's see if we can if we can position ourselves well uh, in the coming months all right then guys on that note listen thanks so much for joining us as always uh, do take care um you're very welcome to uh we look forward to seeing you next time if you are interested in learning how to trade you, you would like to do so just uh just go to a website we've got you can access one of our uh, live trading and education bundles on our website just starting from 59 dollars per calendar month and we that means you'll be actively trading every day um so for more information like i said go to the live trading.com and feel free to connect to us through the website if you need great stuff on that note guys take care we'll speak to you next time bye for now